Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on any and every platform you use to engage with us. Today, we're going to recap and discuss Poetic Justice, a 1993 American street romance written and directed by John Singleton and starring Janet Jackson and Tupac Shakur with Regina King and Joe Torre in supporting roles. This was John Singleton's second movie after Boys in the Hood. It was Janet Jackson's first movie ever. Uh, it was Tupac's second movie after Juice. Third, if you count this cameo he had done in a movie called Nothing But Trouble. Um, it was Regina King's second movie after Boys in the Hood. And it was Joe Torrey's fifth movie. But the, the, the roles he had in the prior four the roles were names like student in cafeteria and audience member. <laughs> so anyway, Gosh. yeah, but 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 the point is, this was a this was a big movie for all of these actors. You know, uh, the movie made twenty seven point five million dollars on a budget of fourteen million. Janet mm. Jackson's song again, which here's some, uh, it's so interesting. It's so good. It's such a good song. It was actually, it actually wasn't released on the soundtrack. Isn't that interesting? But oh, anyway, they played I, it the whole, the whole, the whole movie. That's and it wasn't like, on the soundtrack? Well, that, that, that is in line with the this internet. film. But it is. That's in line with this film. Well, but, but still, the song <laughs> was nominated for an Academy Award and a Golden Globe, and it won an ASCAP Film and Television Music Award. And Tupac and Janet Jackson were both nominated for NAACP Image Awards for their performances in the film. And for some, these facts in this cast would be enough for this movie to be a classic. Uh, but today, we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote uh, using a voting summary that we will pick especially for this discussion. But as usual, we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest. I'm Janiah Wright. I'm the middle. Hi, I'm Brittany Wright, and I'm the youngest. And y'all, we have finally watched Poetic Justice. This is one of these movies where I just feel like I have been in shame because I had never seen it. So I'm happy that I have finally seen this movie. Have either of you seen this movie before? Oh, I saw it in the theater. Okay. Yeah. Sis, have you seen it? Mm-mm. I, I felt like I saw bits and pieces of it because it's on BET and like VH1 all the time. It was so funny when I was looking it up and doing on demand, it was like on live TV. I was like, when? And it was like, <laughs> May 5th, it's going to be on live TV. <laughs> yeah, like, it's in circulation. Is, exactly. It's, yes. it's out there. It's in the streets, you know? Yes. So. And, and, and it I, isn't either. <laughs> and her braids. It doesn't matter. I had never seen that movie, but I still think of box braids as Janet Jackson That's braids. Right. Because of that movie. I have always thought of box braids as Janet They're Jackson iconic. braids. They're iconic. That hat and those braids. Yes. 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 You know, so anyway, I, I will just tell y'all, um, we didn't do this on purpose, but we have now, this is, we have now done John Singleton's first three films. Because, wow. yeah, let me pull this up. Because I was like, because um, his first one was Boys in the Hood. Nice. And then this was his second one. And then his third one was higher learning. So Man. we've done the first three with this when this by the when this episode well, this concludes, we will have like really done the beginning of his portfolio. Right. Right. Which is very exciting. 
John gonna slide some guns in a movie. I see that right there from them three that you just named. Well, but you know what? That's interesting, <laughs> sis, because we we watched a couple of, of videos in prep for this conversation. And that 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 this is the aspect of life that he wanted to show. So yeah. with this movie in particular, you know, following Boys in the Hood, his whole thing was, you know, how do I show um how women are impacted? by street violence and how do I show romance and and the resilience of how life just does have to go on when these when when in a in a environment where street violence is still a contributing factor to everyday life and so that was actually says part of what he was thinking of when he made this film so mm. yeah I mean it's it's the stories he wanted to tell which is which is really important you know so about this 27 hour trip that was really five and a half hours. Well, let's do the ballistic Is that what <laughs> that was right. happening? Is that uh, it, told hold it, John? Hold over it. Pause <laughs> let's let's pick a voting We're symbol. We gotta hold hold on. Yes. One second. One and second. y'all to let you lose. <laughs> you get one bathroom break for a five hour trip. Pretty that's it Brittany, snacks and Brittany, Brittany, he Brittany, snacks. Brittany, Brittany calm down we're gonna let you lose in uh, one second yeah there's all right yeah there's, he's ready clearly he's that ready. commentary right. is ready to go yeah get, get the so, commentary queued up if you're new to our podcast you know we always we pick a voting symbol and we pick it really based on the content and then we use that to vote at the end of the episode to determine whether the movie is the classic from the right perspective and normally, I will look in the movie and find some implicit symbol. You know, Aubrey will find an AKA explicit doing symbol. The most. Okay. <laughs> and Brittany generally AKA just... AKA doing just right. <laughs> and, and Brittany just, you know, when the episode starts and we ask her for symbols, she just comes up with some on the spot. AKA she not re- doing enough. She refuses to, pre- enough. to prepare. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a choice that she's jazz. made. Yeah, and then yeah. she defends it by saying it's jazz. Exactly. But um, because so this is an ongoing problem. But um, you call it problem. I call it. Mm, look at that creativity. Well, I will, don't I box will, me in. Mm-mm. I will tell y'all, I had some plumbing issues this morning, and so I didn't get a chance to sit with myself in my quiet space and get to a voting symbol recommendation. We appreciate. So that. I actually don't have one <laughs> to offer. <laughs> I do. I know what we're so, picking. Neither one of you have to talk. Okay. We're doing a mail truck. It's a mail truck. We're done. It's Next, a mail truck. Let's keep it. I didn't see how it could be anything else. It's not anything okay. So I'm on board. I'm and on you board. know what? I like it. I like it. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Oh, tell you why. Oh, no, no, we don't because have time. Because it's, it's not an empty mail truck that was, they weren't, this was the, oh. the mail truck that was present in this movie. It was full of what? Baggage. Bags of mail. Okay. And you know what? That's really what this movie was about because at the end of the day, it was full of people. It was full of baggage and people. Okay. Okay. And that's, and it was on a journey. It was. And that's what this movie was really about. It was really about people, you know, on emotional journeys trying to to be resilient through some tricky this circumstances seven hour road trip so i like it i like mail truck <laughs> great choice you all Excellent. yay 
So at the end of this, <laughs> yeah. well, that's because it's a top-notch symbol. Way to go, uh -huh. sis. No, 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 no. Mm -mm. So at the end of this episode, this movie has to get three mail trucks in order to be considered a classic. If it gets zero, one, two, one, or two, it will not be a classic from the right perspective. Okay. And, you know, another thing we always do at the top of our, and spoiler alert, um, we generally, we always do a recap of the movie just because our content is generally quite old. And, um, you know, well, and the content is, isn't old. The content is new, but the, the movies we use have been out for some time. Have been out for some time. <laughs> have been out for some time. <laughs> have been and out for a little while. And, and sometimes people just need a little refresher. Mm -hmm. So let's do a very quick recap of Poetic Justice. Okay. And I, I will just say that's a good name for a film. You know, just that yeah. name. I think it's it gives you high expectations. <laughs> uh oh. Spoiler, spoiler uh -oh. about Brittany's opinion. Uh -oh. I wanna, I wanna All right. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Recap of Poetic Justice. Poetic Justice is the story of four people on a road trip, some friends, some not. And they're going from South Central LA, where they live, to Oaktown, California. The main characters are Justice, played by Janet Jackson, and Lucky, played by Tupac Shakur. Justice is the hairstylist and poet who witnessed her boyfriend's murder due to street shenanigans and has been in mourning for a long time, just kind of going through the motions, you know, like work, home, work, home, wearing all black, no social life. Lucky is a mailman that actually aspires to be in the music industry. And he has a dramatic relationship with his like drug addicted mother of his daughter, you know. Uh, Lucky and his friend and co-worker Chicago, played by Joe Torrey, they need to go to Oaktown on a postal run. Um, and this is something they actually do periodically where um, as a part of their jobs, they take a mail truck full of mail from L.A. to Oaktown. And Lucky usually extends the trip a little bit to spend some time with his cousin Khalil that lives in Oaktown and is, and is an aspiring rapper. This time, Lucky in Chicago also planned to take Chicago's girlfriend on the mail run. Her name is Aisha and she's played by Regina King. And Aisha is actually the in-person, she's the person that invited Justice to go on the road trip along with the group. Justice actually already needs to go to Oaktown that weekend for work for a hair show. And when she experiences car trouble of her own, she grudgingly joins the road trip with Lucky and Chicago and Aisha in the mail truck. Along the way, Aisha and Chicago break up and Justice and Lucky fall for one another. The group makes a bunch of stops along the way. And because of these, um, they, they made a bunch of stops along the way because of the various kind of like romantic, you know, or drama filled interludes that facilitate the breakup of Aisha and Chicago and the romance of Justice and Lucky. And when they finally arrive in Oaktown, the mail shipment is successfully delivered and Aisha and Justice are safely delivered to their hotel for the hair show. But Lucky arrives at his cousin's home only to learn that his cousin has been shot that day due to, again, what? Street shenanigans. Lucky um, initially blames Justice for what happened to his cousin because their romance was part of the reason the trip took so much longer than it usually does. 
Eventually, back in L.A., after some time has passed, Lucky comes to the hair salon where Justice works to apologize. She forgives him because she really does care about him and because their connection actually did help her to get over some of her demons. The end. So that's a recap of, uh, yeah, those are the main points in Poetic Justice. And, and, And sis, it seems like you're... You're pretty simple. You're chomping at the bit to get us kicked off here. Um, so should we start, sis, with the story overall? Um, what let's start with the story. What, what did you, what did you, what did you think? What did you, what did you think about this story? First of all, these iconic braids. I did not know her hair was not done up under them braids, and they, the, the hair was not done the whole movie. But she that was because she was in mourning. They justified it. When she got out of mourning, the braids were still not fresh. She was just emerging from, from her grieving period. No. Uh-uh. She was beginning to blossom. Uh-uh. Blossom with a retouch. I just appreciate that they gave it a story. Any black woman knows about doing the outside. Her co-workers. The inside we know be looking rough, but the outside. But the co-workers, but, 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 the co-workers, they, 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 they talked about it. They said, you aren't even taking care of yourself. You've been in mourning for so long. You're just letting all this new new yeah. growth come in. It was part of the story, sis. Get your hair done, Justice. You're a hairdresser. But it was, but it was part of the story. What a cat. I guess, so... Are you saying the frustration over the parade wouldn't even allow you to integrate it into the story? No. <laughs> this whole time I'm thinking this is a sassy hairstyle she has. These iconic braids of this movie. But, then but she took that hat off. I was like, what? But they it's are like, iconic. The whole movie. They're they still are iconic. iconic. But that was, but that was the point. She had on the hat. That, remember the lady took it off, and she was like, "I got new growth." Yeah, it remember, was a symbol of her. It was, it. It was, that, but it was that's why her dysfunction. I'm not forgiving it. All right, well, listen. This is what I can't get on board with you about the box braids, only because they address justice. So, so, so I'll, I'll give them that. But can I extend the olive branch if we're going to talk about hair? I feel like Chicago's fade grew in over the course. <laughs> Uh, yet another hair problem. Now, now that one, I feel like, I, I feel like Chicago had a very low fade in the beginning of that movie. But <laughs> by the time he left, it was pretty grown in. Well, All he had us, a very stressful life. He was dating a drunkard. Well, you but, know what? Aisha, they were in an abusive relationship. Aisha's hair, also, she her new growth grew. During the course of that road trip, and it You're wasn't lying. even about her new growth. It was about when she was in the in the chair and it looked a mess. She so got this... up. I said, "We didn't braid any of these edges up. We didn't mm-hmm. slick them down." You saying Aisha's? Yes, her hair was gotcha. a mess in the chair. So this is this is like a this is like a continuity thing too yeah. because it's yeah. like. How yeah. do you, how do you, um, the, the, cause the movie is supposed to essentially the most of it takes place in one day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, how do you make sure that it looks like these characters are only experiencing one calendar day and the hair, it got in the way a little it, bit. It visually. Got See, and yeah, that got is why her hair being messed up. I 
couldn't forgive it if it was like, oh my goodness, you're depressed. You know, your boyfriend got shot in the head in front of you, which is a very like, I was like, oh, we starting off this movie like that. I said, what is what? I said, John, okay. But the part where I was like, oh, she got out of your chair. Alicia, your or Aisha, your hair looks a mess too. What's happening right now in this shop? Even there was a man, one of the men that worked in the shop, there was one where he was putting her head like this as if he was done. And I was like, done with what? It's not done. You haven't done. <laughs> all right. So, so I feel like we can all agree. <laughs> We've covered that. The hair. There were some, there were some continuity issues with the hair. Yeah. Now, definitely. That being said, what about the story though? I, 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 okay. <laughs> The story for me um, was confusing. I normally would be like, oh my goodness, we're going in the day in the life of some people and they're just right. dropping us off into their life. But when pieces weren't connecting, it was like, okay, she's a hair, she is in mourning. She's a hairdresser. She has a friend. She meets a man. So you're like, okay, you're getting to know this neighborhood. Then you're getting to know this beauty salon owner who hates men and then it's like what is happening right now so you're on this mail truck on the way to where oakland are you going to a family reunion with people you don't know so you can get a plate what you have an alcohol problem what this is why i don't go anywhere with you what wait what you're yes my mom committed suicide when i was 12 wait what did, did you just punch her Wait, what? I, the, the whole movie, I that was literally my reaction the entire time. I was like, I wasn't set up for anything that's happening right now. Hmm. And I feel like there is no anything. Like if it would have been like, oh, this rough road that we're about to get on to get to the um to the hair show, you know, and even with them delivering the mail, which I was like, does that often happen that we have to take mail from L.A. to Oakland? And then I was so frustrated, like, this trip is supposed to be five and a half hours. You all literally left at sunup or maybe around, let's say, 8 a.m. And you got there when it was dark. What have you all been doing? When is this mail due to be delivered? Because if it well, was they, today, they, they, it did not get delivered today. It was very frustrating. It's so, it's so, it's so interesting, because I... I, I I didn't struggle with the things you just named, you know, but bro, bro, what did you think of the story? Did you, are you, cause I saw you nodding I, for parts of what Brittany said. Oh no, I, 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 it's weird. And, and that's how I felt through this whole movie. Okay. I did feel like they actually did do some setups and payoffs, you know, like, cause in the beginning, for example, they showed that, um, Justice was hesitant to go anywhere with Aisha. And then later on, we see that's because of her drinking. Right. And they tied that into the death of Justice's mom, who ended up committing suicide, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. uh, because of, of the drinking. And so I felt like you know, Janelle, basically, you sent us out those clips you were talking. And John Singleton, in one of the clips, he talked about how 
he had this breakaway success with Boys in the Hood. And it was like he had some ideas knocking around, but I don't think he knew Boys in the Hood was going to necessarily pop the way it did. And it was a situation where it was like, I got to get another one out. And when I saw that clip, the movie made sense to me because that's how I felt when I was watching the movie. I felt like there were elements there that were good, but they were just put together in a quick way. If mm-hmm. it, 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 it didn't. So like when I'm co-signing with Brittany, it's like I could technically draw uh, lines of why this led to this, but it also I felt the emotion she's talking about. You know what I mean? Like I felt like, okay, yes, we could technically connect these two seeds, but it does feel like this just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I, so I didn't feel like blindsided by things. So that part of what you all experienced, I didn't experience that. Like, where did this come from? What's happening? I I really felt like things were set up, you know? Yeah. And I appreciated that they peeled back the onion, that, you know, in pieces. So for example, if they had just told us at the beginning, Justice, mom, <laughs> mom committed suicide, watched her boyfriend get shot. It would just be like, oh, she- these aren't going well for her at all. You know, <laughs> like we, it, it would have been too much. Um, but I like the way that they let us get to know her, her backstory over time in the movie. Um, I also like the way that they showed us Lucky's life. You know, we got a chance yeah. to meet the characters in his life. We got to meet his baby's mother. Um, we got to meet the, um, the other father that also had a child by the same mother uh we got a chance to meet lucky's mom played by jennifer lewis by the way y'all um and get to see his relationship with her which frankly was a good relationship you know um and so i thought i like the way that they 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 let us get to know the characters i didn't struggle with it and even as things happened where it was like um, you know, we we saw Chicago the dysfunction in Chicago and Aisha's relationship that was doomed to fail clearly because of the way those two people just were. Um, and um, you know, and then we saw Lucky and and Janet like get together. I honestly didn't struggle with all of it, and that is why I. So I guess what I'm saying is, I felt like if I was just evaluating this movie based on the criteria of what you're supposed to do when you make a movie, I feel like the boxes were checked from a story perspective. But but at the same time, I didn't find the story satisfying. So it was like, if this was the story, I feel like it was done well. But the question is, why is this the story? Why is this the story, right? (laughs) So that that's what was confusing but that's, for me. To me, is like how but can I didn't you say feel that blindsided by done well. If you're like, why is this the story? You see what I'm saying? I, I do. feel like those two things contradict each other. So I'm sitting but here. It, and it could be a dumb story, but it could still just be a well. Like it could still just be a well done story. Like if I yeah. told you the story of my morning, it would be dumb because my upstairs neighbor is a jerk who keeps. <laughs> overflowing her tub and thousand percent and impacting my life okay and so it's like it's a dumb story but 
I could tell it in a way that was complete, complete, where it would have an opening. Yeah, I take yeah. my emotional yeah. arc. I yeah. clarify all the characters, and yeah. then it would conclude with me having nothing resolved because yeah. this is a vicious cycle I'm in in my Listen, building. So the one thing that a story can be done but be told completely. Yeah, I guess yeah, be dumb but told. Yeah, in you a know, complete way. I. I think also I was struggling because I wasn't, I was already concerned about showing this dynamic between black men and black women in this movie. Um, but then when you said that John Singleton was like showing what black women go through in these circumstances and situations. And I was just like, I could see where he was coming from when he was showing these different things that start to happen. You have someone like a, um, the store owner, the salon owner who is quite numb to everything. Then you have someone like a Janet Jackson character or Justice who is feeling it all. Mm -hmm. And then you have someone like an Aisha who is coping mm -hmm. the best she can. Yep. And so you have, and then you have um, a, a someone like Lucky's mom who is doing all the things she needs to do, working, keeping the house together, if my grandbaby needs to stay here, that is fine. But just know I am done raising my children. That's right. You know, so, and then you even have to Khalil's mom, which I was, that was another thing. It was like, oh, my cousin Khalil, rap career, you get there. He is dead on a gurney and Tupac is pushing police and pushing ambulance people. And I was like, what is happening right now? And so it was just, it was just one of these, as I was watching it, I was it was just frustrating. I, mean, I was just frustrated while I was watching because I just wanted it to all kind of make sense. And I understand, right? Black community, we don't always have this bow that's pretty. So I'm aware of that. But okay, movie. You've had enough. Well, let me let enough. And what? you keep making stops. And again, this five hour road trip turned into. 10. And it was yeah. I think that that was probably one of the main reasons that I was really frustrated. Cause I was just like, I'm sorry, are you stopping off to look off into the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> in the grass? It's, it's just, what can is I tell happening you, right now? Since can I tell you though, honestly, I, I just did a, a road trip last weekend and I haven't shared this on the podcast. Um, if you look at our videos, you probably could just see it, but I am with child. And so my last road trip, we did stop 100 times because I had to go to the bathroom 100 times on this well, trip. Well, listen, you had to go bathroom. So, exactly. All I'm saying is don't judge people when their length of their road <laughs> trip doubles because sometimes- Was anybody pregnant in this, in this All movie? All I'm saying is stuff happens- I don't remember them going to pee at any of, these, any of these stops. <laughs> They did not go to the bathroom. Yes, they did. Remember Aisha was drunk? Okay, but anyway. You do uh, what? Let me ask a question, though, y'all, seriously. But it's another part of the story that, and this is a piece I honestly did struggle with, which was justice as a poet. So her, she was not a poet in the way like we saw her perform on the stage, but she did consider herself a poet. And the character was keeping a poetry journal People in her ecosystem considered her a poet, you know, and, and knew that about her. Um, and we find out that the poetry that she was actually 
reciting and writing during the movie was actually written by Maya Angelou. You know, Maya Angelou even made a cameo appearance in the movie. Um, at some point, on one of their random road trip stops, they they crash a family reunion that they just happened upon to get some barbecue, and Maya Angelou played one of the aunties at the at the um the family reunion. But I wanted to open that question up to you all because this was a part of the story and of the writing. Um, this this aspect of justice as a poet. What did you all think about that that piece of the story and the writing? Well, I can tell you, for me, that is. Here's the thing about this movie overall <laughs> is that it was another situation where I felt like all the pieces were kind of there. And, but for me, even I've been on road trips where, where they ended up longer, you know, especially when you're young and it's like, this is what we doing. We're on an adventure. So we're, so I, I've been in those circumstances and but I'm going to tell you, the biggest, one of the biggest things was that poetry was breaking up the rhythm for me. And like, I don't think it was the words in and of themselves necessarily. But since this was a lot of their first big movie, yeah, um, you could kind of feel it. For me, I could feel them like, all right, I'm about to act now. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and then... And in the poetry reading, that's what it made me feel like. Like, all right, I'm about to read this poetry. <laughs> and, then, and then she would say stuff, and I was making notes when she was saying this stuff because I was writing down the, um, or in my, in my phone, I was texting down the words because I wanted to bring them up on the podcast. But then when I read the words, I'm like, the words are not that bad, but it's just how she's just so... You know, like there was this one time where she was like, uh, I think she was like, love is a juice with many flavors. Right. <laughs> and bitter and it's sweet. But it was just the way she was reading it made it sound like almost funny. Like like if you, there, she's been parodied several times, you know, in different little things that, and don't be a menace, you know. And I'm telling you, the parodies sound just like her in the movie. Yeah. So it's like, even if I was trying to take it seriously, it, it's just so funny. And, 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 and so just to answer your question, I'm just saying, the poetry itself wasn't necessarily bad, but the way they used it as a device for me, it was just—it was just funny. It was—it it, was—it felt like a bunch of people in their first movie, and because mm -hmm. even even the scenes, and I guess we're talking about the acting now, really, which all it is. Yes, yes, it, is is what we're talking about. But like even the scenes that were supposed to be heavy, it just felt like they were acting. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, it was like you couldn't it was really like, get drawn in, kind of. Yeah, it was like it was like mm. all right, let's do this scene, <laughs> and. It didn't feel like you were. It was like two argument. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since so. what did you think of, of the poetry? Then also in general of the acting. It wasn't good. I wish it, for our audio listeners, this is when you may want to get video. <laughs> see Brittany's face as she's like reacting to this movie. You she, know, clearly she was not impressed. As <laughs> I'm listening to you all talk, I realize what I did. 
what I did was I took Regina King, Janet Jackson, Joe Torrey, and Tupac Shakur. And I used them in my mind of when I've seen them do well. Okay. I had, and so I gave an expectation for this movie. And I, in general, try not to do that. But I was like, it's a hood classic. The ones that we've been watching, I've been into, you know, even even if I've said things that were funny, I'm like, oh, I, I generally like them. So yeah. it was kind of like, I'm going into this, like, really excited because you hear so much about it. And, you know, you just, the these braids. <laughs> and so you're, I was just really like, and okay. Jeans. And those jeans. And, and then I was like, what? is happening right now now in terms of the poetry i appreciate they were giving her that depth um you know i was a bit disappointed when i found out that they were poets poems by Maya angelou but i'm pretty sure these poems sound very different exactly of course exactly that's a good point that's the thing that's the thing because like when i was looking at the stuff i was like when i look at it it's not as funny as I hear it, what she said. Exactly. But it's just what she said, and she got that whisper voice. And, she... and, and I, I am like... not one to be like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a thespian, right? I've done a few, you know, improv Things classes, right? Yeah, I, yeah. High school, I did theater like once or twice. Like, it's just, not, I, I am not a person that is like, mm, yes, chef's kiss, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't. But I know as a viewer, I'm watching this and I'm going, this is, this is a hood classic, even in all of the, because we can laugh at how Cuba Gooding Jr. was at some points in Boys in the Hood, even Morris Chestnut, all these things, even right what was happening, all that stuff. And I was just like, but here's the thing, the one that owned the shop, she did an amazing job acting in this movie. I felt her character to be so real. I felt her nuance. I felt listening to her. I saw her being a business owner. But then on the other side were these two men that were working there. And I was like, her that was Tyra Farrell playing Jesse. Yes. Who was the owner of the hair salon. Tyra Farrell does not get enough get enough accolades. Yeah, she she's an really amazing actress. Any mm-hmm. movie she's in, she takes you into that character, and you can be. I've been mad at her, and I have celebrated her. I so she is an amazing. You are an amazing actress. If yeah. you ever happen upon this, mm-hmm. so her in this, like, I felt like that was quality acting that was coming from her. She did an amazing job, Jennifer Lewis. But again, I'm speaking about people that are probably a little more seasoned. So at any rate, I just, it was hard watching individuals, even with Regina King, her, she's coming off of 227. Like you've been acting for a very long time. And I can understand that television versus movie probably has a different, mm-hmm. uh, you know, avenue to it. Yeah, and, and, and a dramatic and, role versus a comedic. Yes. And, and this is also like, we the thing we also have to think about is we're looking at talking about the acting is that this was also a less experienced director 
you know? And so um, in some of the videos we watched um, about, you know, John Singleton and where he was in his career, he just very candidly owns, you know, this was a movie that I wrote quickly. I wrote it in two I weeks. I had met, thing. I had met Janet Jackson. I had the opportunity to work with her. I wanted to take that opportunity. I wanted a fast follow-up to Boys in the Hood. I had a production house um, that was ready to support me and ready to give me money. And I had this idea of wanting to, to elevate the women, the female voices. And I, and, and I moved quickly on it. Yeah. And he, but, but his own discussion of it is I was trying things. I was experimenting, you know? So he talks about his lack of experience and how it impact. I mean, he, he literally, one of the videos, basically, he was like, it's not my favorite. He was like, when I look back on it, I, you know, I, I he basically said, I'm, mm -mm. I'm happy with the impact it's had, but I can see the flaws. I appreciate him owning that. And so when I, with these, these people that have, to your point, Brittany, we now know them as great actors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were a lot of pieces here. It was their newness, but also they were there with that in that, in that their leader was new. Yeah. And again, the content they were, you know, it was like the story they were telling was a meh story. You know, so what, what are you going to do? It was mad, but it was also so much. It was a lot. That was the interesting we thing, didn't need so the, I personally feel like we even needed the poetry. You know, by the time she yeah, was writing yeah. this poem, I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone. I was like, we had already concluded that she was alone. So because the story had shown he us. That's a bicycle on top of that popcorn, not going no place. Yeah. But a cat. I said, they gave I mean, we, we saw her isolation, so we actually didn't need the narrative. So that was the other thing that the poems, you started to roll your eyes at them because it was like, okay, we got it. We got it. Yeah. No, you didn't need it. Yeah. You know? didn't need it. Well, that's is actually a chance for me to, in to insert some trivia y'all because again, the, the, he wrote it for Janet Jackson, but other people, uh, other actresses auditioned for that role, including Jada Pinkett, Lisa Bonet, Monica Calhoun, and Kim Fields. Do you think the movie would have been better or worse if one of them was in the role? I think, I think, I think, I think Lisa Bonet would have done the best. Out of mm. you said Jada, Kim, Jada, Fields, Lisa Bonet, Monica Calhoun, and Kim Fields. Monica Calhoun for me. Me too. Me too. She brings a lot of depth. She's you know. Really good. She's really good. No, I can I, I can see I can see that. But yeah. But I mean, and, and don't get me wrong. I like I'm I'm not saying I could also see in their performances why they were going to be great. Sure. So I don't it's still I it just felt like put it this way, if this was like a school project movie, they did phenomenal. <laughs> Oh no! See, you know what? I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? Uh, -uh. <laughs> see, y'all was trying to make me feel like I was saying something crazy in the no, beginning. No, I was trying to make you say something crazy at all. I don't think we were. This to an after-school special <laughs> that somebody did on a mom's camcorder. Huh? No, 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 nobody disagreed with you there. I, I'm not. Nobody disagreed. Mm -mm. Nobody disagreed with you. I, I'm saying, like, look, and here's the irony. For me, unlike, for me, it added to the experience of the movie. For me, mm -hmm. like it didn't, 
it didn't take away from it. Because I'm like, it is just so interesting yes. to watch all these people in their genesis of yes. where they're going. Yes. You know, and, and, and knowing where Regina King ended up. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, and I'm not saying that they did. And even if they had a, just like Janai was talking about, even if they had an experienced director, I would be curious to see what he could have brought out of them. With that story. Yeah. With, 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 you know, I wonder. I, you yeah. know, I, 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 I wonder. But I'm saying, for me, it was more of a, like, I remember going to go see it at the theater. I remember laughing when uh, Chicago found that brush after after Lucky threw it. Yeah. Like, I remember the whole, it, it was reminiscent of the time and, 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 you know, and I'm just saying, so even though the act, like objectively, we could see where these different parts we're talking about could have been tightened up. I'm just saying as a package, I still, you know, I enjoyed it. Like, I, yeah. I'm like, it's almost like, it, it was almost like when you're looking at old pictures or something. Sure. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And bro, you, you, you I, I would love to hear your thoughts on the music, you know, as, as someone who really remembered the movie at the time yeah. and a couple of quick music trivia bits, Ice Cube was actually offered the role of Lucky. That was John Singleton's first choice. And Ice Cube turned it down because he didn't feel like he could be a romantic lead. He didn't feel like he was ready for that. And whenever you were hearing the cousin Khalil's recordings of his raps, Y'all, that was Coolio. Did y'all recognize that voice? I felt like oh, I voice sounded it. familiar. I yeah. I wouldn't have guessed Coolio. And I recognized the voice. And I was like, I think that's cool. And y'all know me recognizing a voice, that just really shows how unique Coolio's voice is. Okay? Because I was like, I think that's Coolio. So so that was Coolio. Um, and they were actually songs that are from his debut album, It Takes a Thief. Wow. So that's really interesting. But bro, I wanted to get your thoughts, you know, again, on the soundtrack to somebody who really was in the theater with it, you know, and. Um... I mean, all of the music felt appropriate, you know, like in, in all the different places. The one thing, the, the one song you, we talk about, the Janet Jackson song, again. they pretty much, again, that they played throughout the whole movie was interesting when you. Uh, told us earlier, uh, I think it was when we were just talking, but it, but you told us this that movie wasn't even that song wasn't even. Isn't that crazy? Right? Yeah, that and that's always been one of my favorite songs. So it's like it wasn't on the soundtrack, but it's still that's a song that is present in my memory. Yeah. So um, I I felt like the music was good and it was mm -hmm. appropriate. And, uh, and sis, what did you think? I mean, you know, this is one of these things where it's like, did the music elevate the story? Did the music participate in the story? Or was it just like an appropriate background? You know, how did you feel about it? I felt like the it was just an appropriate background. That's mm -hmm. all. Like, yeah. I, I knew the songs, but there was only one time where I was like, are they trying to make a point with this? Where it was the two men and they were looking at each other in the store and the song, um, it's smiling your face, backstabbers came on. And yes. I was like, is this trying to show that they're backstabbers? I, I, like, yeah. I was like, probably. But I, I didn't even catch that. 
I will tell you that I, that the the music I just I you know I love eighties and nineties music anyway, so I yeah, will we're always love it. Exactly, it's like oh great, yeah. I love this song. I probably listened to it last week at some point, yeah. so <laughs> it's a, it's a regular part of my catalog. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's so interesting because I you know the the songs that I remember the most. There's a list of songs that appeared in the film but were not released on the soundtrack like I remember when um Benita Applebaum played that was not on the soundtrack I remember when um Backstabbers played sis that wasn't on the soundtrack and of course again they played all throughout they did it first just like the music and then we got the lyrics toward the end that was on the soundtrack and then um they also had a performance by the last poets because on one of them random stops on the road trip they went to a culture festival and um the y'all hear those drums yeah oh how did you hear the drums and, from but again the but again like the poem that the last poet did was not on the soundtrack um so i just thought that was interesting some of the most resonant songs weren't on the soundtrack but um well i want to say something yeah and this has nothing to do with the music <laughs> I know I said a lot of critique um, about this here movie. One thing I did appreciate was watching Lucky's character, or Lawrence, as we learned his real name, <laughs> um, go to, um, what's her name? Justice mm -hmm. at the end mm -hmm. and apologize. Mm-hmm. He apologized and he took ownership. Mm -hmm. And for that, I liked how they did that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I thought that I appreciated that they added that in. Mm -hmm. It was so real with two women sitting on the side in judgment. I wouldn't have forgave him. I was like, oh, one of which y'all was Candy <laughs> Alexander. Yes. Right? This is another actress that's like, whoa, to us now, you know. So Carrie, so Candy Alexander was one of those ladies on the side with her commentary. Because her husband was cheating on her with the other lady that had been in there previously. Yes, her before. character's name was Simone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just wanted to, to name that part. That's a good rap, sis. I mean, maybe, maybe that's, maybe it's time to vote. I mean, I feel like you just gave I mean, this I mean, we're not talking about, you know, the Godfather. <laughs> do well, like take that. us to the vote, bro. Take us to the vote. Uh, let me tell you that I truly feel like this. And here's the thing. Here's my here's my conflicting thoughts about this <laughs> about this movie real quick. In one second. I'm just saying I do feel like the story was not the greatest. But I also feel like it was complete. I feel so like weird. It's I, weird. I, really weird. I feel like I felt like the movie wasn't done great, but I was still enjoying watching it. Like it it it, it is just and even though I'm seeing all these things I'm saying, I'm gonna watch this movie again. <laughs> and I and I can completely see myself in a room like let's put on poetic justice. And I can see me in a room of people having a genuine ball watching this movie, sure. watching her break off into the poetry <laughs> readings, and point. just and just 
Because it's like, and I'm not being negative. I'm just saying it felt like <laughs> some people who were learning how to do movies. It's real. Did the best that they could. And I'm saying that was also reminiscent for the time. It, it was like everybody was learning their, you know, their groove. And, it, you know, just, he's a brand new movie director who's all of a sudden got all this power to do whatever he wants. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just, and you can see that. And I'm just saying that even though the movie had a lot of rooms to tighten up as a movie, as an experience, I just enjoyed it. I I enjoyed and I and, and for me, it has songs that make you think about the movie. It has moments that make you think about the movie. Everybody knows about Chicago and brushing, even if even though <laughs> Chicago wasn't even brushing nothing. <laughs> He's brushing his bare scalp for most of Until the movie. Until his face oh my gosh. later on in the movie, which even, because like, it, it, I used to be a brusher. Okay? I was going to say it. And, and whenever he saying, was doing it, it reminded me of Aubrey. Aubrey used to be brushing his hair, y'all. But 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 I had a low... You had you hair know, to brush. Like, this was said, I was in... I wasn't when I had a box with a fade. You don't brush. <laughs> but the point I'm just trying to make is you can see somebody take this exact situation, and it probably would have been one of those movies that was a sleeper. Like, yo, it's just about this one day, but it's just phenomenal. Yeah. You know? And so I'm gonna cut myself off. I'm just saying that. Do I recognize the opportunities? Yes, but for me. Everybody knows what those box braids and the hat are. Everybody knows what the truck is. Everybody knows what, you know, Chicago, like, and the brush. Like, so for me, this is still a classic. It, 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 it's, a, it's a classic. It gets my box, my mail box truck. Yes. Your mail truck. Yes. Well, truck. yeah, I have to tell y'all, this one is really confusing for me. Because it actually, as soon as it finished it, I even texted Arby and Brittany, like, I do not hate it, but I do not love it. Like, I just feel like it was yeah. fine. You know, um, I did the whole time. It wasn't like, oh, when will this end? I can't say that it was boring. I was invested in the characters because I did want to see what happened. Um, but at the same time, I was just like, mm this wasn't that great you know and so it's it's hard for me to vote on this one I'm gonna be honest with you all um and I'm gonna tell you I think I would vote one way if this was John Singleton's first film but because we know that he could do something like Boys in the Hood I wonder what would have happened if he had just given himself a few more weeks to work on this story you know it feels like we know he could have done better with that story and um and then he, then right after that, it's higher learning. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's it's hard for me to forgive whatever it is that's making this movie be meh, you know, not bad or good. Um, so for that reason, it's not a classic for me, you know? Um, and then one of the criteria we always talk about is like, if you're flipping through TV, would you stop and watch it? You know, I wouldn't stop immediately. I would keep <laughs> flipping to see if there was Is it possibly else. flip back? And I would hold it in my pocket as a backup. So, I, but I wouldn't I stop exactly and be like, stop. you would be yeah, like, okay, you'd be like, okay, play. 37. All right. Yeah, totally. I, I remember 37. I'll make a mental But I'm still, I'm still searching. I'm I, still, yeah. 
So for that reason, it it does not get my mail truck, but I want to also hold it as um, a movie that I I'm happy that I saw it. I I feel like if I if this was the kind of world where we had DVDs still, I would I would have this as a part of my collection <laughs> and just have it because I feel like it's it's special in the way that it's situated in time and with the cast and in John Singleton's career. It feels special to me in all of those ways. I mean, it's still Janet and Tupac, okay? It's still yeah, Regina King, okay, right. y'all? Right. So it, it's Maya Angelou's poetry, you know, whatever, you know. Um, but um, no, no, when it all comes together, it's just not, it doesn't get my mail truck. Mm. And that's hard because I, but it doesn't. <laughs> I feel like this is the perfect example of Black peer pressure. Not you too. Oh, okay. Not YouTube, but just the fact that this is considered a hood classic. It's like you want to honor that. Like you want to, you see all the elements. But if I am removing that that um label from right. it, and mm-hmm. I am just looking at it as a movie, no. Yeah. The the elements were there, but, but there were just so many things that were so heavy and we just did not even get a chance to get into them at all like even just the fact that lucky's mother of his child is on drugs having sex with some man in the room and lucky he's fighting for his daughter he's like i'm Mm. taking her because you're not going to raise her in this yeah in the same breath you hear the little boy say take me with you Oh. And his father, who is Tone Loke, I don't know what his name was in the movie. He, you don't see him come out of that house with that little boy. You don't see that little boy is currently still right in that room right now with that other man that just got jumped by Tupac and Tone Loke. Well, and so I, I, this, I don't know if it, I'm not trying to cut you off. Was, no, it you, was it you who said the movie so light and so heavy? Yes. So, one of y'all said that. It was me. And I'm just and I just wanted to, I just wanted to point out that is such a great example of what you're talking about it's like because this, that was heavy that was so heavy when you his you character's name boy. was his character's name was james paul okay. james but paul. i think it, he went by jay bone okay because okay. he was a local drug dealer mm-hmm. listen you're sitting there and you're like you hear this little boy say take me I, I want like I want to go with you because the little boy also knew he was not in a good situation. The little boy was asking him to save him as well. Yeah, so I want to go. Oh. Right. It's like so. Anyway, when I see that happening in this movie, then we're on a mail truck for seventeen hours, going to people's family reunions and going to African um uh festivals in the middle of trees in the middle of nowhere i was just like what is happening right now it's almost like there were seven movies happening all at once with the same characters and it was very frustrating so at any rate long story short you all already knew from the beginning (laughs) it does not get my mail truck at all Sorry, John. I love you. You know, you made some amazing movies, but honey, let's be serious. If this was your first one, you would not have made that much money at the box office. Yeah. And if you didn't have and like, these names in it, it's you like, didn't have these names. Yeah. And I think my Angelou and one of we watched a little bit of her clip. She said that it was such an amazing time 
for Black art to be able to be come out and be recognized in all its forms. So also it came out at a great time of being on a high of we're in the theaters. Let's go support us. Let's be in there. If those elements didn't come together, this would have been a made-for-TV movie. Or wouldn't have got made at all. Hello. At all. So anyway, well, it does not get my mail truck. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Poetic justice is not a classic from the right perspective. But clearly, we respect its placement yes. in the Hood Classic Hall of Fame. But it is yes. not a classic. Forever from the right and ever. Forever and ever. Uh, bro and sis, this one was tricky, but we did This it. was tricky. <laughs> I felt like we produced the real, our real, we, we produced the real. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like your summary was perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. That's it. Well, I love you, bro and sis. Thank you all love for tuning in. We can't too. wait to get your comments on this movie. Was it meh for you as well? We want to know. Are you all about to throw stones at us? All right. Okay. We'll take it. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take y'all it. I can come over miles and we can all watch for it. Oh my gosh, love you, bro and sis. Thanks love for you. tuning in, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.